Hello, and welcome to the Digital Workspace Works podcast. I'm Ryan Purvis, your host, supported by our producer Heather Bicknell. In this series, you'll hear stories and opinions from experts in the field, stories from the front lines, the problems they face and how they solve them, the areas they're focused on from technology, people and processes, to the approaches they took that will help you to get to the scripts for the digital workspace inner workings. Hello. Can you hear me? I can now. Yeah, sorry. I'm busy sitting outside. Uh, I'm in London. I'm trying to figure out where my new office is. I'm a little bit lost. So I've just picked a quiet spot to sit while we do our call. And hopefully we'll find uh, where I need to go. A new corporate office? Or a new, like, WeWork office? Yeah, it's a WeWork office. so we're moving to so uh, just um yeah well, i don't think we need a corporate office for the amount of people that actually work in an office we'll see what happens maybe that'll change in the future so what uh has inspired you to go to a we work today instead of working from home uh, i've got a meet yeah i've got a couple of meetings uh face-to-face meetings so uh people have traveled in from the states as well so it's good to do face time when we can um, so yeah, so that's what we are doing. A bit of an adventure. Yeah, well, that's exciting, except for the getting lost part. Yeah, well, that's, that's what I'm trying to figure out now is where to go next. And uh, there's so many WeWorks, and it could be any one of like 25. <laughs> so I'm, I'm staying put to hear from someone. Yeah, I'm sure London has a lot. Um, like a, you know, Starbucks on every corner kind of situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I was going to ask how you were generally, how, what's new? Yeah, very good, thanks. I, um, we, we had a week away in Greece, which was, which was great. Um, actually, I wanted to talk about QR code fatigue. Um, because we stayed in this, this lovely hotel uh, with four restaurants. But every restaurant you went to, you had to view the menu using the QR code. You had to scan it. And um, it became very frustrating because, you know, the menu is quite, quite um, integrate. And you've got to zoom in. And, uh, you know, every time you go there, you've got, to, you've got to scan the code again. You've got to zoom in. You've got to look for the page with everything and it actually became quite frustrating and also because you're on holiday you don't re- like i didn't want to take my phone with me out of the room i wanted to just leave it on charge or in the safe and, and that was the end of it but now because you've got your phone with you so you can view the menus you don't really disconnect um so it was interesting how something that's actually quite a good thing became quite frustrating um after a few days uh hmm. for various reasons yeah no that is interesting the so the the QR code they take you to like PDF menus instead of like an online ordering system that was more um, mobile optimized. Not, no, no, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't PDF. It was like a magazine experience. So you would like be swiping and turning the page to view mm-hmm. the menu, and that also gets a bit irritating because every time you swipe, it takes like a second for it to swipe. It also plays the sound, and if you listen to a podcast like I was doing. Every time you swipe the page, it would it would inter- interrupt your your episode, 
to give you the sound of swapping a page. Um, I mean, I know why they did it. It's to make it seem more sophisticated than just reviewing a PDF. But a PDF actually would be nicer. Uh, and that's what we ended up getting in the end, is that they WhatsApped us the the menus. And then you could basically review the menus in your WhatsApp as PDFs. And that, that became a lot quicker. Mm. And then you can almost plan your meal before you got there. And that was the other thing that I thought was really clever on their part, is that you could interact. From, from the minute you got there, you got a, a WhatsApp number with the guest relations. And um, you could, you know, basically send them a message while you're walking to where, like, for example, we would go out and I would just WhatsApp and say, okay, we're out the room. You send housekeeping to refresh the room, please. Or we were short on water, whatever it was. You just WhatsApp them instead of, you know, having to sit there, phone reception, wait for someone to answer, wait for them to direct you to someone else. And uh, it was very efficient. In fact, sometimes it was so efficient, like, <laughs> I asked them to fix something in the room and I hadn't even warned the babysitter that they were coming and they'd already come to fix everything and left because um, they had someone right there. Um, so it was actually, you know, in that sense, really cool. Yeah, no, that's, that's very interesting. I think, like, the whole um, the use of WhatsApp is just not, you know, the same in this space uh, or to that level anyway. So it's interesting to hear it being used in all of these uh, commercial fashions, I suppose. but. Um, I mean, it makes total sense to, you know, swap to something that you're kind of cutting the bottleneck of, um, you know, one person at reception fielding calls and then redirecting um, to other departments instead of just, you know, something that multiple people can monitor more easily, multiple groups. Yeah, yeah. it, it's actually interesting because they, they, had, they had an app as well, and the the app wasn't very good. Mm. Um, it um, it's uh, you couldn't view the menus, you couldn't book anything, and, and one of the things that we liked about this hotel was it was a more inclusive hotel, um, and and it, you know you could book your you know your restaurants and all this sort of stuff before you got there. The thing that they didn't, they didn't do very well is is because you book something. It wasn't very easy to see where you booked it. So the app didn't tell you what restaurants you booked. Um, you know, we have young kids and we want to babysitters and stuff like that. So it wasn't easy to say if I booked dinner tonight at eight thirty that I need a babysitter, like tick the box, give me the babysitter at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then also if you've booked like spa treatments or like we, we went on a boat the one day we booked that, you know, that that also could have been in your itinerary. So you know, from a digital experience point of view, there was there were a few things that that, that uh, we discussed that then they could improve on, um, and that can even make it more efficient to to be able to plan up the stuff. Because every restaurant, you can't just go in there for dinner except for the buffet. You have to book, and you know you end up in these in these sort of situations where, like, we booked uh, a dinner a couple nights on our own for the kids with babysitters. We booked for eight thirty. And then I need to find out that our reservation was like 6 p.m. And they hadn't told all this since they'd moved the reservation. Or yeah. they'd moved the reservation and um, didn't tell us that they'd actually moved it to what we wanted. So we didn't tell the babysitter that we were going to be going to dinner earlier. Um, so you, know, you end up with those sort of, I mean, these are minor things. These are not, these are not, criti- like, not critical, but it's just, you know, you, you go in there to relax and you're dealing with, with admin. 
it could be a little bit simpler. And, and, they're, and they're very good. I mean, they're, they're simple to work with as good feedback. But it, you know, from an experience, if I, you know, if I compare it to other hotels we've stayed in, you know, it's leaps and bounds ahead because they are using the tools available to to make it a good experience, generally speaking. Uh, I mean, if these are things you're complaining about, then um, it's a pretty well-run hotel. It does sound like they're taking advantage of technology in all these forms to, yeah, try to improve that guest experience, although um, always things to smooth over, I suppose. Well, yeah, and, 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 that's, and that's one of the things that I would definitely say was, was great. I mean, my, my daughter, one night, I fed her too much King Belay. So at about 3 o'clock in the morning, um, she could, you know, her little tummy couldn't process it, so it came back up. Um, no. Which meant we had to, you know, call housekeeping or whatever at three o'clock in the morning to, to change the room and all that kind of stuff. But what was what was impressive is the next day at lunch. You know, we were sort of sitting there, my wife and I, the kids had gone to kids club, and you know, we were having a chat, and and the duty manager came and started talking to us. Now, you know, when someone talks to you and you can kind of get the sense that they want to ask you something, but they're giving you the um, the general chat beforehand, you know, how are you, how are you finding things, that kind of stuff. And you can see they want to ask the question. And then she was like, um, oh, is, your, is your daughter sick? You know, do you need the doctor to come in? You know, all that kind of stuff. And they're like, no, that's fine. You just had to give us a But they were so attentive. And, and she knew where to find us because when we sat down for lunch, they take your um, your room number and they, so they know which, where you're sitting. I mean, even though it's all inclusive, I think they're still tracking, you know, what you're eating, what you're drinking, all that kind of stuff. And we were just so impressed that they took that extra little bit of effort, which, yeah. you know, and it wasn't just that, you know, it was a few people. And and I just think about it from a, like a, a brand point of view, like every, every hotel in the chain is supposed to be like this. It, it builds up loyalty. Um, and they're using data in a very clever way. And it's not an intrusive because um, you don't feel like you're giving your life away. I mean, everything's tracked back to, your room number which you would have given anyway if you were signing a bill but if you know i i know for a fact if we go to another one and i've heard this from other people when we bet there they'll take the preferences into account like we don't drink caffeine but we don't have any caffeine you know so all our uh, all our bars and stuff like when we got there um they, they automatically asked us you know do you still want a decaf whatever it is um yeah decaf espresso or whatever without us having to remind them hey listen we want a decaf latte or decaf espresso so you know i thought it was a very clever in that sense use of data to give a better experience that is yeah um seems very yeah very modern way to run a run an operation like that yeah so it was interesting you know going back to our sort of nomad conversations we met a lot of people um while we were um while we were talking, you know, talking around a lot of you know, various Americans and, and British, obviously, and, and all the rest of it. And it was interesting to find so many people had come out to Greece for like a month and they were working two, three weeks of that month um, and then traveling and then doing a holiday or doing two weeks and two weeks because they could work remotely. And they were basically leveraging kids' clubs in the hotels as childcare. So that they could have a holiday with their kids, but then also they're working where they were. Um, and then, uh, you know, also having 
the different seniors. So very much like what what I did in South Africa, they were doing it in Europe, uh, and it was it was crazy. It was it was not like one or two people, it was maybe ten or fifteen people, the families doing it. It was probably quite quite impressive. Yeah, it seems like Greece is one of those destinations. You know, obviously very popular for travel, but even for the digital nomad crowd. Um, and as you say, your resort was you know, well-stocked when it came to technology. So I'm sure they had, you know, adequate Wi-Fi and charging and, you know, all the things you need to do that successfully. Yeah. Uh, look, the Wi-Fi was also good. Uh, I mean, you know, this was a, a pretty big resort, not the bigger. But, um, you know, you could be on the beach and still have good connectivity all the way out to, to your apartment um, or whatever you're in. Um, I wouldn't say that I would work. I mean, I'd want to work there all day long, but there were people sitting mm-hmm. on, the, on in the in the pool areas with their laptops. You know, a few uh, quite a few lawyers, funny enough. Um, you know, while the kids were playing in the in the kids' pool, they'd be on on conference calls in their bikinis and and swim shorts. Um, some with cameras on, some with cameras off. Um, doing, doing cameras the- on is both. <laughs> Cameras landing here, so it's Yeah, yeah. So I, I said to the one lady, I said, I, you know, do you are you are you get your camera on? And she said, yeah. I said, you're in your bikini. She said, and what are your work colleagues thinking about? Said, they, I warned them if they want me to work while I'm on holiday, then I'm going to be you're going to see me in my my glory. Um, I was like, okay, that's a that's a new extreme for me. Okay, well, it sounds like maybe she didn't want to work on vacation. She was forced into it. I did want to ask you, you know, it sounds like you've done this, you know, a, a few times, right? Um, treating or working on part of the overall vacation. Do you find it easy to um, kind of switch off at the end of the day and get into vacation mode? Or is that kind of um, separation uh, challenging, I guess? And then you don't really get into vacation it, it, mode until the rest of the trip. It is very challenging, and I actually had to delete themes and an outfit from my phone. Um, and it, it's one of those tricky things. And I've actually talked to a few people, you know, especially senior people, where um, like they have to approve financial things and all that kind of stuff. And they're not, and they don't want to delegate those sorts of responsibilities. And also the amount of email that they get or communication that they feel they have to be aware of or involved in. So they have like hours where they, they will go like get up at four in the morning and do like an hour of email just to keep keep on top of it. Um, I, what I did is, is I, the first couple of days, so we, we flew on a, on a Monday and we came back on a Monday. So what I did on the Friday before we flew at like four o'clock is I deleted the apps of my phone until um, we got to Greece, which was on the Monday afternoon. Um, and then only on like the Wednesday after I felt like I'd actually disconnected or I wasn't, I wasn't in that sort of anxious state of checking what was going on and, and, almost, and also, you know, trying to give my team, you know, you know the, the time and space to, to do what they're supposed to do and, and, and give them the trust. Then I, then I reinstalled the apps um, and then I would scan through what had gone on in those days and just if there was something that I needed to do – but it wasn't going to uh, undermine any of my team, then I would get involved. So for example, stupid things like I had to, uh, I had to extend some meeting series that I had set up that had run out. Mm-hmm. And because I'd, they'd run out, 
you know, no one thought you reset them up. Um, and that's just, you know, sometimes, you know, human behavior, um, some people don't get past that. They always think that the other person who set them up must continue them. So I just like extended those series. Uh, and then I had to approve some timesheets, which I'd forgotten to approve on the Friday because the email came in after I signed off with the, you know, the American time zone. Um, so those little, little admin things I did because obviously, you know, a timesheet relates to someone getting paid. Um, you know, always, always good to get those things done. And then just approving leave and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, nothing, nothing that would stress me out. And if there was something that that was stressful, you know, or could, you know, it's almost like a um, like a, a hook on a fishing line. If you if you open the if you if you let yourself get hooked when you get drawn into everything, those things are just scheduled to to the next week, um, to like a Tuesday. And and if you do the scheduling in Outlook, you don't see the email anymore. Um, mm. And then, and the more those that sort of reappeared. I just kept rescheduling them to, to when I got back. And often what happens is they get sorted out one way or another. Someone will step in um, or, or, it, or it'll wait till you get back. It's, you know, so always as urgent as everyone thinks it is. So, so generally, I was actually quite, quite good. In fact, it was, um, it was the first time in a long time I've actually disconnected because uh, most of the holidays I work, I end up doing a couple of hours a day, um, usually when the kids are sleeping or, or doing something. The kids club, I'd you know have to go and be working, uh, but this time I actually disconnected. That's nice. That's kind of my worry about doing a work vacation, even partially. Is is it going to, I guess, negate that mental break? Um, or yeah, just make it harder to suppose enjoy the evenings, even um, outside of work, but. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I think it's. I think, I think it's very important to set those expectations. So like this trip, you know, I, I told everyone I am not going to be online. I'm not going to be available. You know, to the point of almost saying, you know, unless absolutely someone's going to die, I'm not available. Don't call me. You know, you're you're big enough, old enough to make decisions. Um, make the decision that you you know that you think you need to make, and as long as we can back out of that decision. You know, just make the right call. So, and that's why I say I let I let the guys get on with it as much as possible. Um, there have been holidays where I've said I'll be available, um, but then you've got to set the expectation with with who you're going with. Like in my case, the family. And say, look, you know, I'm going to be working, so I'm going to be working. I'm going to get up at four o'clock in the morning. I'm going to work till seven, and then I'm have you know two calls a day or whatever it is. But you're not going to be on the phone all day long um, mm-hmm. necessarily. You know, when I did, we did Fancourt in December, the Christmas period, um, I said I'd be working because I knew there wouldn't be a lot of people around. And then I could work pretty much any hours I like because I wasn't necessarily on calls all the time. Um, and I maybe had maybe uh, two, two, three hours a week of phone calls, but I did a lot of the sort of planning and strategy stuff um, instead. So, so that, you know, in that sense, it makes sense. And then the kids get their time. As well, like we would go to the beach in the morning, um, you know, because of the time zone as well. I'd have sort of seven in the morning till twelve to spend with the kids, um, doing the beach and, and whatever activities. And then from like twelve until six, I'd be in the room working, and they would go to kids club or go with my wife to do stuff, their grandparents, whatever. Um, and then you've worked a full day anyway, because I would have got up at four in the morning 
do two, to do two hours then. And then by the time it comes to sort of six, um, you're winding down, you go for dinner, you know, spend more time with family, then that's fine. Then everyone knows what's going on and, and it's clear. And there would be, obviously, in that period of time, there would have been days with the afternoon, I would have done something with the kids and off the morning, but I would have still done the walk, work in the morning. And it's just about being, being transparent. You know, you book it out in the diary and, um, you know, some days you work the weekend, some hours in the weekend just to make up for some time. But that's... Um, that's just integrated working. Yeah. That sounds like, you know, setting setting expectations, creating a schedule. It sounds like you've uh, gotten it figured out a bit. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just, I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not an absolute thing. I think it's part of the See what works. Yeah, I recall when we were doing... Um, our episodes on digital nomads there were one of the drawbacks to it where you know some people felt that they didn't really get to experience the travel part or being in a place because um they spent all their time working anyway so it was like they were traveling all around but not really enjoying where they were so i think it can be challenging um depending on your your schedule and your ability to set boundaries and expectations to um to do that integrated work travel. Yeah, well, it, it, it's going to be results driven, um, not, not hours driven per se. Um, that's what I say, like if I had to work a weekend for something, it's because I committed to doing something and I didn't get the work done in the time that I thought I had. So I had to find the time somewhere else. Um, mm. which, which, you know, when you have young kids, typically they're not out every weekend, you know, it's the late night, you know. Like dinner, it's absolutely medium to catch up. Um, yeah. Um, well, I know we're coming up on our allotted time here, and uh, I assume you still need to navigate your way to your um, work. Yeah, I've actually, I've actually, I've actually found it while I didn't realize it was actually next door to where I was. I found oh, it. Perfect. I am, I am <laughs> going to be going into another meeting now. So, so yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, enjoy. Uh, I'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye, Ryan. Thanks, Tuesday. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Heather Bicknell is our producer and editor. Thank you, Heather, for your hard work on this episode. Please subscribe to the series and rate us on iTunes or the Google Play Store. Follow us on Twitter at the DWW Podcast. The show notes and transcripts will be available on the website, www.digitalworkspace.works. Please also visit our website, www.digitalworkspace.works, and subscribe to our newsletter. And lastly, if you found this episode useful, please share with your friends or colleagues.